and if we're going to have more ex more opportunities more opportunities yeah to absolutely. to do it and they said on the flip side they said you can have more of these kind of opportunities or you can create the experiences without having them that's right but it's it's human it's current human nature to be very isolated and in you know thinking of only ourselves until we have to think of other people yeah. until there's a, there's a crisis moment people will think of their own direct immediate family and friends but we don't extend that kind of compassion and empathy out very much unless we're forced to mm. you are not alone just look at the people who are watching this look at the community that's available one of the benefits of the online world is that it connects you it connects you with your peers who may not be next door your community is far beyond just your city or your county or your state or even your country the community now is a world this is the power of your internet this is the power of of this communication channel that extends to everywhere on your planet you can connect and create relationships and build communities you don't have to feel alone and it is important to not feel alone because it is not easy to walk a different path we know this we understand this but seeing others encourages you you got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? If you feel like that's what you want to do. Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. As always, so wonderful to be with you again. I have another gorgeous, delicious, wonderful, spectacular woman to introduce you to. Do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> All the way over there. Another one in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Burnett Sherman, welcome to the show, Burnett. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Oh, don't you love the way she says my name? She listens. She listens. <laughs> <laughs> Many of the guests see the, the capital A and they don't sort of, they don't ask. But um, anyway, I saw you on Kevin Moore's show. Uh, you know, he did the, he's doing the docuseries on channeling. And I just loved what you were talking about uh, with Kevin. Loved what you were bringing through. Felt very connected to your mob, same mob. Uh, I'll just, but you're a woman of many, uh, doing a lot. You're doing, you're doing a lot. I am. <laughs> as well as having a, a family. Let me just read your bio. It's quite long, but it'll sort of cover, it'll cover everything that you're doing. Burnett Sherman is a best-selling Amazon author in a multi-genre sections. She writes uh, of speculative fiction, including science fiction and fantasy, as well as inspiration, poetry, music, and scripts. She's also a coach of Courageous Queens, helping women to stop shrinking, freeing them, their inner queen, through Queen Talk with Burnett Sherman on the Awake TV network and through her signature keys to the Queendom program. Huh, interesting. <laughs> I love all that. <laughs> Burnett was Miss Cobb Country in 2019, a former Miss Black Georgia and Miss Black International. 
So as well as writing, bringing up a family, channeling, coaching, you also enter, I don't know what these things are, but they're pageants? Or they're... They, they are. They are. <laughs> I am. Um, yes. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're beauty pageants? <laughs> well, you know what? My first, you know, in, in a small word, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. We'll get into it later. Let me, let me <laughs> yes. finish this bio. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Uh, she uses her experiences as a pageant queen, performer and professional uh, evaluator to help women own their power, uncovering their purpose, build um, actionable path forward and courageously rock all areas of their life from the inside out. Her ministerial services is through Spirit Speaks which is a collaborative project with your mother, Rebecca Washington, who's just yes. gorgeous, who was also on Kevin's show. She uses her gifts as a channel, medium and spiritual advisor to help others uh, grow, heal and develop their spirituality. Her latest venture is with her daughter, a party and event or entertainment business called Princess Parties. How old's your daughter? She is 17. Oh, wow. And she's in business already. Well, we we are. We had yes, yes. Got to start them young. <laughs> <laughs> Burnett beats her own path, and sometimes has had a hard time following the rules and norms set by systems that feel outdated and unsuited to the ways of being uh, and what she's writing. Burnett has lived in uh, the Metro Atlanta, Georgia area for more than twenty years. And in addition to writing, she's a mum of two and actor in local productions. Just, you know, to top it off, just like there wasn't enough, the pageant, the writing, Spirit Speaks, the coaching. I'm a creative person, you know. It's. <laughs> I have to say, you sound a bit like me, uh, wanting to do everything, but I soon found that I couldn't possibly do it all, all the things that I wanted to do. You can't do it all at one time. That's what I found. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it all at one time. But I loved your story on Kevin's show of your spiritual awakening. So what we speak about a lot on ATP Media is, um, well, everything really, but spiritual awakening and deliberate creation. And you sort of covered both bases. So the same stream of consciousness that flows through you is flowing through me. I call them the mob. But Seth was one of my first teachers. Obviously, um, you've been, you identified them as Seth or Setha. Anyway, do you want to yes. tell your story? Let, let's like, how did it, how did it all start? Even as a how child, how did this unfold? Yeah, yes. things going on. So, as a child, and if if you did see the the Kevin Moore episode, I did talk about the experience of being a child and not knowing what was going on. Yeah, you know, you're you're a kid and things are happening. You don't know if it's real because no one else is experiencing it, but it's your normal. It's your reality. So there's a part of it that you're not questioning because it is the way it is for you. But if you ask someone, you know, did you see that? And the answer is always no. It does begin to say this maybe isn't so normal. Um, and it was scary. It wasn't, it wasn't pleasant, you know, keeping me up at night, sleep paralysis, shadows, and it was very uncomfortable as a little girl to be experiencing that. And so I turned it off. Now, what I didn't realize, it was interesting because I was listening to a bit of what, um, one of your episodes, actually. It was interesting because when I was young, 
I always had a good sense of what to do. I didn't know what that was. I just knew that I always seemed to know, like, don't do that. What to say in situations, how to respond to children and people thought I was a, people called me an old soul. People would, you know, say, you don't act your age. And I didn't know how to be any other way, but I always felt like I, I could be by myself because I was never by myself as a kid. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I was happy by myself in my room, talking in the mirror, <laughs> you know, writing and creating. But I was also in those moments, I was still receiving. I was still a conduit. I just wasn't receiving everything I had been receiving because it was scary and I needed to turn that off to preserve, I think to preserve my, my sense of self and my sanity at that age. At about 30, so um, a few years ago, <laughs> you know, I've got a 17 year old, so I'm not that young, but at about 30, I was at a Plymouth, Spiritual, Plymouth Spiritualist Congregation in Rochester, New York with my mom and points a lady who was speaking she was a guest points at me and I believe she must be pointing at someone behind me because what she was saying did not resonate she says you're clairvoyant clairaudient clairsentient and I'm turning to see who is she <laughs> who's she really talking to because you know energy could be off of, you know a few or two who knows <laughs> Yeah, you're a multi-intuish, you know, multi, in, oh gosh, what was the name? I had a person on the multi-clair, I guess. Yeah, multi-intuitive, multi. Yeah, anyway, she had a label for herself, and I thought, oh, that's so great. I'm going to use that, but now I can't remember it. Can't yeah, remember. But, you know, it just <laughs> but means it was one of those you're things. you're tapped in. It's all going on. You know, I think that the older way is like, are you are you this or are you that? Or maybe some people have more strengths than this. But there are a lot of people that it's just like it's all happening. It's, it's going on, right? intuitive yeah. And it, it was, was really interesting because after she told me that, I was like, okay, I'm open to receiving that message. And I said, okay, I sat back down. And I didn't think a lot about it. I thought about something else she mentioned about, like, the smell of pie. And I thought about my grandmother. I knew she was there because she made the most divine sweet potato pie ever. And... When she said that, I was like, okay, she's, she knows what she's talking about. I was getting other confirmation from other things. So I was open to that as well. But the next morning I wake up and it's on. It's like the awareness, my own awareness that it was possible, flipped the switch and it was back on. And it was... Yeah, isn't it interesting? It's kind of like uh, so many people are like, how do I develop these abilities and sometimes you just need permission. It's just like a, you have permission to use these abilities. And that's all to you use need. it. Yeah, that's all you need. And then bang, and that makes and running. It, yeah. yeah, they were, they were on. I was like, oh, that, that's interesting. I, I wasn't expecting that, truly. Wasn't it Eric Medhus that turned up? So he turned up two and a half years ago. So... Oh, not I, at that time. Not at that time. Not at that time. Oh, okay. No, because I was just, you know, I, I was doing things on the low. Like, I wasn't really sure I wanted people to know I was this, this 
you know, woo-woo woman. And nope. now what does Jamie say? It's not I know it's not woo woo, it's, it's true. true. <laughs> I know, I love it. I have to, I have a I similar know. I have a similar <laughs> mandate to Jamie in that I want to take it out of the woo-woo closet and just let people know that this is who we are. This is, is how we operate before we learn to speak. You know, uh, uh, this is who we are. Yeah, anyway, go on. And, and, and that's one of the reasons, and we may talk about this later, but that's one of the reasons why I do so many things. Yeah. Because I don't want to be in a box and I want people to see that you can be all these other things and this gift, accessing this gift allows you to do it in a more powerful way. It allows, I would not have written nine books if I hadn't had this connection. Right. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have written the music I writ, I've written or been able to pen the plays I'm writing well, if right. I didn't have that connection. Yes. And so when people say, oh, okay, that makes sense. They can understand the muse. Well, yeah. that muse is the same thing as, you know, that channel. It's, it's yeah. the same thing. And what's and really so interesting, we celebrate writers and singers and dancers and, you know, people that are successful. And they're actually using that same gift, you know. Like, they are, exactly. You know, the Harry Potter scene. You know, she doesn't come out and say, I channeled it. But she totally did. You know, people you that, have to. Yeah. Where do you get that from? Where do you get that like, from? Where do, yeah. Like, I know I channeled Artists, my, yeah. my books. Yeah. There's, why? Because in some of them, I can't remember what the heck the storyline was. What the heck yeah. did I write? Mm. Um, I may be exaggerating, exaggerating a bit, but in some parts, I'm like, where did that come from? What was I saying? I have to go back and, and really think like, what, what was I saying there? And because I wrote it 230,000, 210 or 230,000 words in three months, just a, basically a whole series in three months. Wow. That's channeling. That's, That's not, channeling. Yeah. yeah. So I want people to see that you can use this not just as, you know, you can do readings, you can do it as a direct service, but you can use this in your life. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. To expand your life, not just. Yeah. You, you don't know. have to set up shop as a psychic. You exactly. You can use your psychic abilities. Yeah. Look, when I first came, went on radio, I was on community radio, like normal radio that you listen to in the car. And we had to do the panel and, um, yeah, so I was using my psychic abilities to, instead of researching my guests, I just tune into them, you know, and mm -hmm. read them so much easier, so much quicker. Or I just ask my mob, you know, what next? Rather than doing all this learning, you can just like turn up and you've got all this help all the time, no matter what you're doing. You're Anyone, ready. Whatever, yeah. you're ready. Yeah, you've got the mob helping you. Anyway, please go on. <laughs> so, so, um, between when I first turned it on and two and a half years ago, I did do, I did some of the traditional offering readings and one-on-one -on -one services, doing fairs, doing coaching, healing. I did a lot of that, getting certified as a healer, studying, getting ordained as a minister in interfaith, um, metaphysical. Oh, interfaith, yeah. Yeah. And then... It's more metaphysical though. It's, mm -hmm. That's my, my direction with it. And then I'm on, my mom's here on a vacation with me and, you know, she's watching the shiny show and mom watches these things. I'm like, basically, what are you watching now, mom? <laughs> right? 
And she's like, oh, I'm just watching, you know, the shiny show. And I was just down there to tell her good night. And I start looking at it for a few minutes. I'm like, I can do that. I'd never done it before. I'm like, I can do that. And that's when Eric shows up, right? And I'm like, there's someone here. I don't know who he is because I just, I just don't know who he is. <laughs> So you, you hadn't, you, so you weren't aware of the whole Lisa Medhu's uh, channeling Eric and everything. No, I just, I just love that. I just love this because, because um, you know, people that are aware of it can kind of use their imagination to say, "Oh, I'm talking to Eric or whatever." Mind you, oh, I didn't know, so I had to ask my mom. I said, "Well, this guy is here. Um, this is what he he looks like, and this is what he's saying." And she's like, "That's." Eric. That's Eric. And yeah. I still don't know who Eric is, but so she tells, has to tell me who. Did, so well, thankfully that, I had, my mom knows some of this stuff. Cause like, I didn't yeah. know who Seth was. Like I literally was like, I had to text her and say, do you know who this is? Because I'm a little nervous. This is the bad guy from the Bible, you know, like, <laughs> cause I wasn't sure. So I'm literally Googling it before I was, it was all kinds of nervous about that. And she was like, you don't know who Seth is. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But unless you were in this spiritual genre, you wouldn't really. I mean, if you were just living your kind of normal life, you wouldn't know who. I mean, I thought that everybody knew who Louise Hay was. And like, I'd go out to my parties, girls I went to school with, and they had no clue who she was. And I'm like, really? But yeah, they don't tune into this sort of thing. So how would they know? Yeah. (laughs) And you figure there's so many, there's so much, there's so much life happening. At least for me, there's so much life happening that, you know, I just, I have to be particular about where I give it, where I'm giving my energy and time and, and researching, I can't research, you know, everybody. And it's just like, I had just, I didn't know, like, I didn't know who Seth was because I think, you know, Jane was back in the decade I was being born. Like that had, Oh yeah, she, she you was know, sixties. Oh, absolutely. okay. Before I was being born, so yeah. Oh yeah. So that came before me. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. and and by the time I I was of age, you know, there were all these new people, I suppose. So oh, absolutely. And Abraham's message has sort of, um, you know, come out of the Seth message. Same. And see, I've heard of Abraham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hadn't heard of Seth, and yeah. so it was it was a little bit. It made me a little bit nervous, honestly, and. But my mom put me at ease, letting me know who this was, <laughs> and because God, mom. the message, yeah, I'm so grateful for her because I can be like, mom, have you heard of this? <laughs> Do you know what this is? So hang on, because I know that you know you're uh, Jamie says you're in the Bible Belt there, and um, who became more aware of sort of multidimensional spiritual stuff? Was it you or mom first? It was me. Well, it was, I left traditional religion. Yeah. Um, 18, 2001, okay. August, 2001 was when I kind of rebirthed myself out of traditional religion. And for a while, I just kind of, I knew there was something going on, but I didn't really get involved in much. And then I started dabbling and looking into to certain things. And then my mom reached out to me because she was having her own 
moment of leaving and I'd written this like 40 page essay on leaving Christianity with like that I'd researched and studied and <laughs> and she asked me for the paper because I'd given it to her before but she wasn't ready and so she couldn't make sense of it but when she was ready she asked for it again and I gave it to her again and I think when she decided to come out it was different because she was in upstate New York where they have a strong spiritualist uh, group Community, so yeah yeah very much and she just dove right into that I down here in the south had a little bit different experience on the side of town I lived in at the time we didn't have there was nothing over here yeah we didn't have a community when I moved across town there was and so I did kind of meet more people and, and get to engage more but it wasn't where I was I don't know I, I'm not a this may sound horrible I don't know but I won't judge it I'm not a big consumer of other people's information well, that's and, beautiful because that, that, you know, that's great. Oh, I am. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll read some stuff, but I'm not like I have to digest so, everything that someone says. It just. Well, that's because you've got your own mob that are there, you know, you, your own team, your own spiritual team that are there to give you the information you need. So you don't need to really digest other people's. Yeah. And my mom, we're, we're funny because she's, she is a studier. She will get books and she will like consume. She gets it in her mind on the subject and she will study. And we'll both get this idea for the same kind of thing. Like when we were doing spiritual attachment removal, I started channeling a method to, to remove spiritual attachments. And I started writing it out and basically wrote out almost like a guide for removing spiritual attachments at the same time she was also doing getting some information but she had to go research hers right and so we were both doing similar getting similar information but in a different way yeah and she's like you you just get it i have to go study <laughs> but but it's you know maybe it's not um that fair but i was like well everyone has their way of of consuming and if I can get it straight download, I'm going to take that. Yeah, yeah. I heard you say on Kevin's show, it was such a beautiful uh, conversation you had with Kevin, because that was like that was like a year ago. You've got the Christmas tree in the background. It so, was two, almost two years ago. Oh, really? Because it only came yes. out recently. So it was it like. It just came out. Ago. Yeah. So a lot of life has happened. Absolutely. Since yes. then. Yes. A right. lot. Right. Yeah, so this might have changed, but, uh, you know, he was asking you about, and your mom about, um, about community, because when you're in religious community, there's a lot going on, and you're, you've got that community there um, mm -hmm. that you do things with, and, and um, you said that you missed that, and I got the download from them, and, and you probably have done this, or well, then you need to create a community. And you know what's funny? You've this this is... This is the funny part. This lets you know that everything is divine timing. So we didn't know when Kevin was going to start releasing these videos. Right. It had been almost two years. We were like, well, when he gets around to it, there's lots of them. We had yeah. no idea when it was actually going to start coming out. So in August, we said, okay, we are supposed to 
do something for community. We're supposed to create a community. And so in August, we launched the Spirit Speaks gatherings. So twice a month, we meet at our home. You know, we probably have 10 to 20 people each gathering come and we do lessons. I've done channeling. We do um, teachings, group discussions. And that started, our very first one was September 22nd. And then we've been in a meeting twice a month, but we had the first one. And then the, I think before the second one, the the, uh, channeling session or the docu-series with our session was, was released. And I said, wow, isn't that divine timing that we finally started to do these, these meetings and create this community. And then... (laughs) This comes out where I'm talking about how I miss the miss community. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I personally am I'm really happy about it because it brings it brings it close. It lets me be of service. It's part of my ministry. It creates community friendships, and the the group that I go to on Sundays from my my spiritual place, it's literally around the corner. And I'd been, that's where I was ordained. I've been involved. I kind of stepped back and I've since you know, stepped forward again and, and gotten more closely involved again with that group. And community really is important. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're surrounded, especially if you're in the South and you're surrounded by a lot of traditional belief systems. It's good to know that you're not by yourself. And there are other people who are on this journey too mm. and you're all learning because it's not like I have all the information we're, we, we're creating a group so that people can share well that's right yeah i just to put something else on your plate because you haven't got enough going on they say <laughs> like it's not just about you channeling but but creating community so that you can come in together and sing and have other guests and you know like just create a place where people can come just to socialize or yeah um, and we do a or, lot of that yeah like, <laughs> yeah so that's cool all right okay done um yeah. <laughs> so how did you meet setha because I'm, I'm really interested in this because uh you know my story with seth was my sister-in-law it's funny how people wake you up who didn't really follow through on any of this but during her young sort of tumultuous what is the meaning of life she found the seth books and then I was having a conversation with her or my ex-sister-in-law way back then, like 30 years ago. And she said, you know what books I like? I really like the Seth books. And I thought, oh, what are those books? So I'm into it. She's not, but she's found them. And then as I'm babysitting, a book jumps off the bookshelf, like on the oh, other wow. part of the room. I mean, it's crazy, right? But I had read the Shirley MacLaine books and this is how we create our reality. And she had said the story that she went into a bookshop and a book jumped off the shelf and, and jumped and hit her on the head or something like that. And I remember saying, I want that to happen to me, meaning I want a book that I need to read that's going to Literally. be a part of my, you know, to like jump out. And it happened. And it was Seth Speaks. And mm. uh, so I read all the Seth books back then and used to carry around the nature of your personal reality, which is a big book in my handbag. So I had to have a big handbag, which is crazy. It was just like I just needed to have it close to me. <laughs> At all times. <laughs> At all times. And then I had a crazy guy living next year, next door that was kind of crazy and I gave him my prized book hoping that it would help him. But anyway, so I'm very close with Seth and uh, p- part of the same stream of consciousness. Now, we, we give names to these stream of consciousnesses like Abraham and Seth and, mm-hmm. 
even the name Jesus or Mother Mary is the name of a collective consciousness, but we see them as this singular because we're in these singular identities. But um, very much, yeah. So, how did that stream of consciousness introduce itself to you? So, it was that same period of time that Eric introduced himself. My mom had gone back, so she was in town, we recorded like 17 sessions while she was here so we could start our YouTube channel on that. And then when she left, I was like, okay, I gotta get back to work, right? I gotta get back to like editing my books and I've got all this stuff. And I sat down and like, God, you know, where do I start? I think I said something like that. And I got this message, why do you call me God? And that, made me pause because I'm thinking because that's what we call you that's what we call you <laughs> and and that started um I, at that moment I got out paper because I was like I'm about to get a message here I need to write out and I just started writing this this message from Seth Setha saying that they wanted to introduce the feminine aspect, Setha. And it was about how we are, they're not necessarily God, but they just have been around longer and they've experienced more, they're here to help and all this other stuff. And I'm, I'm just writing because I don't know who this really is. And I figure I'll just get the message down and then I'll go figure out who this, strange Seth character that's probably the evil guy from the Bible is, you know. Um, so I that that's really I was literally sitting down to start editing my my next book and get back to like that kind of work. And I was like and because I I can't write one book at a time, right? I'm saying which what should I focus on? Like what project that should I be working on? And I'm asking God for some guidance and, and I get that question, why do you call me God? Yeah. And sometimes I still go back because I still refer to God as that, that consciousness that like it's, it's an easy way to refer to that, that big consciousness. Yeah. And sometimes I still hear that question echo in my brain. Why do you call me God? And I still am like, because that's what we call you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because look, you know, religious, religion has its benefits, but it doesn't really talk about this i mean it doesn't really give you the expansion of your multi-dimensional reality i had a chat to my mob and i asked you know when people pray to god who exactly are they praying to because if we think of god as the all the everything the all-encompassing and then we think about what that is you're like mm -hmm. the multi-universes and the multi-dimensions and the multi-races and et you know it's just so huge it's, infinitely yeah. unfathomable i guess when we're praying to that what aspect of that is personally interested in me in this tiny 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 aspect of the all mm -hmm. that is so when people pray to god you know please god help me what part of god is listening and they said your higher self like that's you know that you're an extension of source energy so that higher self is that aspect of you that's the god aspect of you and i'm like oh that makes sense you know and then that's the part that's personally involved in uh, that's interested in what you know what you want and what you're doing so mm -hmm. it's interesting god you know why do you call me god and 
and then I call them the mob instead of calling it God. I call them the mob, which is the same stream of consciousness that all teachers tap into when they're teaching. And uh, it's interesting. Yeah. It really is because you, until it, until you're asked something like that, why? Like I believe that there is a that there is a creative force. What you call it, I'm not married to. God is an easy three-letter name. Like. Yeah. And depending on what language you speak, you're not going to say God, you're going to say something else. It's, yeah. it's just a, like people call me Burnett. Yeah, it's a label. You know, it's a label Yeah, that helps you identify. And Seth, Setha is another label. That's like amazing. I recognized when I was channeling that sometimes the, like the voices in my head seemed to change. Like I knew it wasn't like one being mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so it's interesting when i'm when i'm channeling seth i almost feel like i'm sitting in a in a room and there's beings around around the table so to speak but it's usually the more like a more feminine ones come forth for me like but there are a mix of beings around the table well mm, that was a conversation i had with my um team as well my mom you know, how could spirit be masculine or feminine? And this is what they said to me. They said, if you read the Seth material channel through Jane Roberts, it was a lot of information. It was information about your multidimensional aspects, how different um, past lives dovetail with each other. Like there was, it was a lot of heady information. And what they said to me was humanity, you know, it was good information, but humanity just got caught up in the information. And what mm. they want is they want people, and you said this too, I think on Kevin's show or somewhere, they want, it, they want people to live this. And so it needed to be a more emotional, more um, personal message than just this information. Because we, we can just digest reams and reams and reams of information yeah. and not change our lives. Like, oh, that's interesting. Next Oh yeah, that, right. and then we all argue about it. No, that's not right. I read this, and that's right. But and you're just looking at facts, and you're not, just looking at facts. Yeah. You don't have personal experience, and and they're saying, you know, now you're at this precipice. You need to you need to have this information as your personal experience, and so it's more emotive. It's more so that's what they called the feminine, uh, rather. And than I would agree. Yes, this logical, just like have it hit the logical mind. It's got to hit the heart. It's got to hit got to find the emotion in you yeah Which is, so. they probably would not have chosen me if they were looking for the logical because i'm not sure i could have translated that <laughs> i think you're really good i think you're really good because it was pretty heady material in those days uh it, you know that came through jane um yeah mm, i think you're good I will, I'll, maybe i'll go back and maybe now i'll go back and read some I still, I still haven't. I'm like, I know I should, right? It's like on my to-do list. It's yeah, maybe no, I'll go back. You don't need to. You've got them on tap. They, they say to, to me, see, you know, to see what they said 30 years ago or, or 40 years ago or however long, many. No, a long time ago, 50, 60 years. Yeah. 50 years ago, a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah in the 60s, I'd have to go back and yeah. to research that. It might be interesting, but it's yeah. interesting because I don't necessarily always go back. Like I didn't know what I didn't remember what I'd said on that interview wow. because we did it. I don't necessarily remember what I say. 
Yeah. Like in the form, it's almost like a dream for a minute. You remember some of it and then, and then it's like, I, I don't really remember. And so it was interesting watching it two years later. Yes. It must and I'm be. like, I'm like, I said that that came through. Really? That's, I'm like, huh. And it's a little uncomfortable watching yourself. It's just like, but which is why I like never watch myself and replay. <laughs> but, but um, it was, it was really interesting because it had been two years. And so I felt like some of the things had already started to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so because how two years has this changed your life apart from being um, multitasker? How has, you know, channeling the, this sort of consciousness changed your life in that, you know, in that couple of years period? It's helped me. Sometimes I'll go back to the love and trying to do things out of a place of love and, and to have more fun. Like I have Seth, but I also have my own guide, Arthur, who I also channel and she's, she's closer. She's like, she's my ace boon coon. She's always with me. And one of the things that I get from both of them is more love of life and also being more conscious of how I impact our planet and that, like a lot of the Seth, and I'm, all, I'm, I'm getting emotional right now, a lot of the Seth stuff I keep coming, comes back to how we are on this planet. And sometimes I think about, you know, how we treat our, our Mother Earth and the fact that we are dispensable. She is not. And she has survived everything that's been thrown at her every organism that's ever lived on this planet and she will continue to be here even if we aren't yeah and you know i'm like i i do feel like we really need to be mindful of the fact that if you don't vibe with her <laughs> absolutely you know you are dispensable and and part of that has influenced even the work I do, cleaning up. It's not just, yes, you can have things that are on a material level, but growing at the spiritual level so that what you do, what your actions are, the love you spread, doing things to share your love, to share your truth, to be courageous enough to walk your truth is so important because if you're, if you're not, it's like they have this message and they say, this is who this is who we are. This is the shift that needs to happen in this world. This is the shift that's happening in people. But we still need people to do this. We need the army of people who are waking up. And it's part of what we do with Spirit Speaks. It's like we we have to, I mean, we have to do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I know a lot of people who are very spiritual, you don't have to do anything. No, you don't have to. And we recently channeled this message and because I don't ever remember it exactly because I just, I can't remember exactly what I channel. There was something in it that said, you don't have to do it, but if you don't do it, 
every person you are supposed to reach, every person you are supposed to touch doesn't get touched. The changes that you are supposed to make don't get made in the lives in, in the world or in the lives of the people you are supposed to make those changes in. And then that just trickles down. And then what impact did your saying no to what you agreed to do before you came here? Yeah. What impact does that have? Because you said after you got here, never mind, or I don't want to do it. Yeah. So no, you don't have to, but there are repercussions. There absolutely, and there are personal repercussions, and they're set up that way. Uh, mm -hmm. I was talking to someone on some show, I can't remember who it was, about mental illness. Oh, it was Jamie, yeah. And, uh, you know, mental illness like depression, depression is your sign that you're not fulfilling your life plan. When you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, then, yeah, you get the call, yeah. and the call is usually depression. Yeah, like you don't feel like you're living on purpose because you're not. <laughs> yeah, and you can you can feel that way when you don't feel when you feel like you're trying to do it, but you're not doing it like you know you're supposed to be doing it. Yeah, I know. I for myself, I went through a period of of depression where I felt like I was striving and I'm I'm trying to do and fulfill God's calling for my life, and like I wasn't making the inroads I thought I was supposed to be making wasn't having the impact that I thought I was supposed to be having and feeling like a failure and to the point where like I was questioning whether I wanted to live and yeah. mm -hmm. being able to come out of that. And it took, I mean, it took, took work and it took one of the programs I created to help other, other people do the same thing, but it's real. My father has been living with depression for 40 years right and he's uh, he's been suffering from mental illness his mental health is i've for as long as i've known him right he's never been stable okay and he's never been living on purpose mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know it happens i see it all the time because i i uh, have the ability to know why people are here it's part of the work that i do you know as, as a supporter and activator and accelerator of the new world teachers the show is all part of it you know, I can see why people are on the planet. Like, and I see when people are doing that, like I see it when they get caught up by the distractions of life. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like God for a better word or your higher self or the powers that be, you know, they don't make you do it. Like you don't have to, like you've got a choice. You've always yeah. got a choice. Like you have a choice, do it, don't do it. Your choice, free will. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's so interesting. There are so many light weavers star seeds that have come here specifically to be a part of the shift to, to be and, and then they get kind of swept up in the human the human drama and they sort of go they just forget why they're here it's it's happened a lot so i, I would imagine i would imagine when, when you were channeling uh, on kevin's show and we'll get you to do a bit of channeling hopefully <laughs> at the end of this uh, you know, the message, that message was coming through really profoundly. I, I felt like they were saying, this is a new generation and the message, you know, didn't really have the impact we thought it was going to have. And so, you know, we're trying to get that message through as many people, because I think Kevin asked you, who else channels Seth? Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, they're like, oh, we channel through many, 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 many. We right. Be called Seth or Setha. Uh, but we channel through many because, yeah, we're trying to get the, we're trying to get, trying to spread the message. We're trying to get wide. you humans to change. 
I'm trying to get you humans to love each other and love the earth. It's so, it's, 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 it seems like such a simple thing, right? It's like, simple. <laughs> simple. But, oh, dear. Yeah. But it's, obviously, it's not as simple as, um, as we'd like because we are struggling with it. <clears throat> and it's, it's impacting our generation. It's impacting the next generation. And if we don't curb it, if we don't change something, it's going to keep impacting the generations after until we don't have a planet. Because if we continue on this course, we may not have a planet. The planet will be here, but we may not have a planet. <laughs> because, you know, she will survive. She has, you know, she survived the dinosaurs and everything in between. I mean, we... We're not that hardy. She's hardy. Yeah. And, she's and I don't, stay. yeah, she's going to stay. And I don't want us to be in a situation where we don't have a home. Yeah. I mean, Earth is a learning planet. And it's a unique experience. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I've had a lot of conversations, a lot of different people on the shows about this, about Earth changes, the upcoming Earth changes. And, uh, I, you know, lots of people that, you know, that are, that are starseeds that are sort of here specifically like you. I call you a starseed because I know that you kind of come, you've been playing on other experiences, let me say. <laughs> I, I have. I, I, I do know that I have, yeah. Yeah, that's why they called you an old soul or mature or different or anyway. And, that's, and it's kind of like a kid in a candy store too when you come here and you have this immense creative ability. You just want to do everything. <laughs> It's like, but I want to do it. I want to sing. I want to dance. I want to. <laughs> it's really hard. It it is really hard. But you probably understand that. It, you know, yeah, it. it is. And I literally, I literally have to pause and rein myself in. Mm -hmm. Say, Burnett, you can't do it all at once. Yeah. Because, you, yeah, you can't. So I was on a train of thought, but I've lost my train of thought there. But yeah, uh, oh, that you were you were talking talking to people who were other star seeds oh, about the yes, change in the planet Earth changes. So the last mm -hmm. show I did with Kevin uh, Briggs, he's got a, a team, a galactic team that have been in constant contact with him his whole life. Said that they want to make themselves known because specifically they want to give their technology to humanity to help us clean up our mess. You know, like. Ooh. And, um, and so he revealed a date where they um, intend to, but there needs to be protocols in place for that to happen. So it may or may not happen, but it's really interesting. They're trying their hardest for us to get it, you know, as far as living in harmony with Mother Gaia and, um, and yeah, and feeling more connected to her, to the planetary being, as well as to each other. I mean, we're so busy fighting with each other. How are we even going to, the hope and hell of being connected to the planet. We can't even get along with each other. Yeah. Which, so. is, <laughs> which is that love. And it's, I don't know, people, I hate to say it, but the things that bring us together are, are when people experience trauma, yeah. collective trauma. Exactly. Suddenly there is this coming together. That's right. And wow, I just got... I just got a message that we're going to see more opportunities through collective traumatic experiences to help us come together. 
a lot more opportunities. And that's what a lot of people have been talking about. In fact, we're, we're you know, literally in the thick of it in, in, uh, in Australia. I don't know if you've been watching the news, but I woke up this morning and we're blanketed in smoke. So I live on the coast in, in mm. a big city, but we are just surrounded by fires and there's been huge devastation. And um, it's been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Last week I was like, I don't smell any smoke. And then for the last few days, we've just been blanketed. I've been blanketed. It's Even, everywhere. It's everywhere. And so the, these are the opportunities that bring community together. They're not the best yeah. opportunities, but you're right. You know, trauma does do that. When there's trauma, it does. People, people come together, they forget about what religion you are and they forget about the argument, you know, like your God, my God, who's right, who's wrong. They yes. forget about all that. You know, we carry on with And it's God. about helping each other. And, yeah. And if we're going to have more, more opportunities. More opportunities, yeah. To, to do it. And they say on the flip side, they said you can have more of these kind of opportunities or you can create the experiences without having them. That's right. But it's, it's human, it's current human nature to be very isolated and in, you know, thinking of only ourselves until we have to think of other people. Yeah. Until there's a, there's a crisis moment. People will think of their own direct immediate family and friends, but we don't extend that kind of compassion and empathy out very much unless we're forced to. We're mm. mm. pulled so deeply at our heartstrings that, you know, we must, and it's, it's, a, it's a need to do yeah. it. In trauma, we find the common thread, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I remember reading Seth years ago, and the thing that stuck with me uh, of all the information that came through, because I don't remember quite a lot of it, is uh, this, he said, that, or they said, I can't say it's he, they said that there are two, two rules to life. One, you create your own reality. And two, there are no limits. <laughs> there are no limits. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You create but, your own reality and there are no limits. There are limits. Oh, no limits. It's just like the rules, there's rules to life, like that just opens it up. You create your own reality and there are no limits. What would you like to say? Uh, I wrote down a couple of things when I was watching you again this morning um to children that are and and teachers of children that are maybe i should ask this of seth i might ask that of seth actually are you okay mm. to or setha setha or your mob let me call them your mob stream of consciousness yeah we can give them another name they, they can we'll see because arthur sometimes arthur comes through sometimes setha sometimes both of them yeah um, whoever wants to speak <clears throat> yeah picky whoever wants to speak We are here. We have Satha. They said, we've been waiting for you. They said, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> for me? They're happy. Yeah. <laughs> so they're happy, happy to have you here. Ah, hello. Hello, hello. team. <laughs> hello. Ah, it's so nice to have you on the show. Well, I think you're always here. So we are. Really. But it's fun to talk yeah. outside of you. What would you say to the children of our planet um, and, and their teachers? This is a question, you know, they're the ones that we're, Burnett and I have been talking about earth changes and opportunities to find more unity through earth changes. 
So the children are, you know, uprising all over the planet, kind of talking about how we haven't stewarded the planet for their future. What would you like to say to them? Suffer not the little children. That is a phrase for a reason. I would tell teachers, mothers, parents, fathers, even older siblings, to care for children as if they were your future because they are. If you instill compassion in them, kindness in them, wisdom in them, understanding and knowledge of what this planet is, how powerful this planet is and its potential, it will pay dividends in the future. You will have children who will teach you with kindness and compassion when you need it in your elder age. Right now, children are disconnected from their elders because there's a lack of compassion and caring and nurturing. The school systems raise robots, not children, not children who are capable of excelling, being creative, and creating a world that serves all of us. Your world is fragile, not because it is fragile, but because the planet, planet lives with you, and you are fragile, and you are such such a great influence on this planet. So I would tell you to tell the children that they are valuable, that they are loved, and make sure that they know this and understand this because you will need their compassion and you will need their understanding and you will need their love as they become the leaders and the rulers of the future because they will be the ones who must care for this planet. They will be the ones who must fix the errors of the elders. Your greed your need for control, power, money, and wealth, your need for resources beyond what you truly need, excavating the land, destroying the soil, clearing rainforest, clearing and polluting areas that were never meant to be. They will be responsible for cleaning up the mess. It is not fair, it is not just, but it is so. Once again, suffer not the children. Do what you can now to make it easier for them. Do what you can now to clean up what you've already made a mess of. Do what you can now to replant trees, clean up the waters, provide habitats to those who've been displaced, and teach, please teach compassion, empathy, understanding, and kindness. These will take the children farther than simple knowledge and information. Well, you've already answered a question that I was going to ask really, what would you say to the teachers? But I think you've already said it. Yes. You, you mentioned the teachers and the parents. And um, so with these opportunities to have more unity, as Burnett said, with these earth changes, what would you say to people about mm, preparing for these? You cannot prepare physically. You must prepare emotionally, spiritually, mentally. The shifts must occur within for them to be experienced without. You must do the mental work, do the spiritual work, do the emotional work to elevate yourself so that your vibration is higher because your vibration will shift and change your physical nature. So that as the earth changes, you are changing along with it. Your impact will change along with it, the impact that you have on the planet. And you'll find that you won't need things that you thought you needed. You'll find that you won't have cravings for things that you thought you once had to have. This is dietary. 
you'll find that your diet will change as you elevate your spiritual, emotional, mental self. That is how you will shift and change along with the planet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because exactly. As the changes happen, it's going to cut out a lot of the different resources of food. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to shift in that. It is is very important. Yeah. And, you know, so many of the younger kids that are coming in there just vegan i've been a vegetarian vegan all my life and my sister-in-law every time she invited me over for dinner would cook me meat but then when she had her children (laughs) half the kids that come over are vegan anyway um okay so what about the new earth and the last channeling that you did through Burnett, you spoke about um earth in another reality could you speak more about that please we do many channelings. I believe you're referring to the overlay. Maybe the overlay, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, your planet has layers of, of... So, you have this physical planet, but there's um, an ethereal, spiritual planet as well that is overlaid, that is a mirror, so to speak, of this planet. That is what is coming forth. It is a birthing forth out of the ether into the physical. I am trying to put it into words that would be comprehensible. So would it's you say almost, as, we've, as, as the collective, as more people dream about the new earth, we're creating it. We're creating it in an etheric realm. And that is we are creating it become but yeah. all are creating it all are creating it yeah not just those who are intentionally creating it okay so unfortunately all are creating it those who have negative thoughts about what the world will become and those who have positive thoughts about the world and so it is constantly shifting which is why there need to be more positive people who put their intentional thought into creating this new reality right so that it becomes a beautiful place and not just a mirror of what the world is presently however this is the other part it is an overlay and the physical world that you have now is pushing people out and i say this as kindly as I can, but those who cannot vibrate at the level of the planet will choose to leave. Right. And their influence will no longer be felt. Okay. Okay. Allowing the more positive influences to remain, those that that are vibrating where the planet seeks to go. Yeah. But until that happens, you've got both coexisting and both impacting the creation and the creative process. Right. Right. It is a transition. Yeah. Right. Yes. Get that. You've shown me that as well. So it's really beautiful that I've had that confirmation today. Sometimes we can doubt what we get, the information that we get, but it's beautiful to have that same information coming through many streams. Yes, do not um, doubt that. This is one of the most important changes in, in the history of mankind. 
there's not been a change like this before. And it is why there are so many teachers, there's so many people bringing through higher levels of consciousness. Because we are working very hard on the other side to help heal this planet and prepare it for its next level. It's next evolutionary process. So what would you say to those people listening to this who know that they're here as difference makers, light weavers, they've come to be a part of the shift and maybe they don't know how or they're scared or what would you say to them to help them know that they're important? You are not alone. Just look at the people who are watching this. Look at the community that's available. One of the benefits of the online world is that it connects you. It connects you with your peers who may not be next door. Your community is far beyond just your city or your county or your state or even your country. The community now is a world. This is the power of your internet. This is the power of, of this communication channel that extends to everywhere on your planet. You can connect and create relationships and build communities. You don't have to feel alone. And it is important to not feel alone because it is not easy to walk a different path. We know this, we understand this. But seeing others encourages you. Knowing that others are doing it will encourage you. Know who you are first. Know where you stand, know what you believe, be open to learning, be open to truth, be open to the power that we have because what we have can flow to you. It is accessible to you as well. We all have the same power. We have learned to access it and use it in a different way because we have lived longer. We have been around and we're trying to help you access yours and use yours in more powerful ways. You have power beyond what you all use, but you limit yourselves because of your rules, because you believe that you cannot, so you do not. So if you're listening and you know that you've come here for a greater purpose, if you know that you've come here to help shift and change the world, to be an influencer, to create change in your generation or the next, then walk that path. You don't have to know 10 steps ahead. You just need to know tomorrow is going to come and you're going to walk into it. The next day will come and you will walk into it. And you walk into it in faith, believing, knowing that you are here on a purpose, on a mission. And you don't have to be a titled person. You don't have to be a healer, a psychic, a medium, a channel. You can be a banker, a teacher, a doctor, a mailman person. You can be anything and still do this. It is allowing your light to shine wherever you are, to be a beacon of hope, to let your light and your vibration attract and shine on other people, elevating and lifting their spirits. Because as you elevate and lift their spirits, we elevate the vibration of everyone and elevate the vibration of people living on the planet, helping to bring forth that higher vibration planet. 
So do not feel like you have to leave your life to follow a calling. Follow the calling in your life. Beautiful. I'm just going to repeat that. You don't need to live your life to follow a calling. Follow the calling in your life. That was just beautiful. Thank you so much, Setha. So inside the collective stream of consciousness that's flowing through Burnett right now, uh, what sort of galactic influences are there? Because I feel it strongly. Well, we are from seven systems. Okay. We come from some that you do not know okay. because you are not ready to know. And ours, because there's so much, mm, people have egos on your planet. Really? People, no. want to, people want to claim that they know this, that they know that, mm. that they channel beings from this system or that system and our system is better or your system is better mm -hmm. and we must listen to you and not you. And we do not wish to create that kind of discord. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. But we come from seven different systems. Beautiful. And yes, we come from some of the ones you have heard of before. And, and we what, all share the same message. And what message would you give Burnett about her wanting to do everything? Have you got a message for her while we're here? <laughs> <laughs> She knows she can't do it all, not at one time. What would be her priority at this time? She's supposed to be having fun. We have told her this. She's supposed to be having fun, and she's supposed to be doing her service. She's recently was given, and she knows this, this new idea for the new business, which allows her to do that service and be a light, follow her calling and do a work and so have fun. We've told her to be lighter. She can be heavy. She can be very serious. Well, I think that applies to all of us who are thinking about our future and what's in store. We can get really heavy about it. And being heavy and worried is not going to actually help it. So being reminded to have fun and to be lighter is really a great message for all of us as we contemplate what's in store in the next it, 10 years. Yes, it yeah. changes your vibration, mm. fun and joy and happiness, which mm. ha happens to help raise the energy of the planet. Absolutely. So, so we've asked her to have more fun. Yeah, so exactly. In your joy, you're actually changing the vibration of the planet. So you're doing your work when you're in your joy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Any last message that you'd like to give to people listening? Yes. We want people to know that you don't have to change who you are. You came to this planet in a certain body, in a certain way, with a certain mindset, with certain ways of being that were given to you to serve you on this planet. Not that you can't be open to new experiences, to new ideas, and to change, but don't change who you are. Who you are is your strength. It is what will help you live the calling you've chosen to live. The calling that 
you set forth before you came here, and then you designed who you are to match that calling so that you could fulfill it. So don't change who you are to suit other people because then you will change how much impact you can have on the calling that you said you were going to have in this life. Beautiful. Be who you, you are. Be who you are. Allow the divine to flow through the what. The who is the source energy. The what is the personality, mind, body complex and allow that divinity to flow through that who in all aspects. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for being with us. Today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bernette. All right, thank you. Uh, that was beautiful. Oh. I'm trying to remember what some of what they said before it goes. Oh well, it's that's recorded. true. It's, it's recorded. <laughs> and I asked a little message for you. Do you remember what they said? I about do, because it was most recent. Um, and and I'm gonna. I'm, I am. I'm having more fun. I'm creating that in my life. Have more fun. Less stress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's been so beautiful. Um, I suppose, I don't know if your people are reaching out to you for readings. You don't really do that, do you? I do a little bit. I do a little bit. You do a little bit. Only because of time. I don't fill my schedule with a lot of individual appointments, but I do, I do a few. Um, Mm -hmm. Really, my thing is I'm not one of the kinds of people who want to do future readings. Don't tell me the... don't want to tell you the future. I want to tell you what's going on in your life, what's going on beyond, below the surface so that you can uh, change and create your I own don't. future. That- <laughs> exactly. That's what they've always said to me. You know, as a reader, you're not telling people what's in their future. You're telling them how to create their future. Yes. Because they're, what's in their future is probable realities. Like depending on the vibrationary trajectory that you're on right now, you've got a probable reality that's in front of you. Yes. And actually they've said that about the earth as well, you know, that, that they can't really predict what's going to happen because, you know, we haven't, we haven't decided yet through our collective frequency, through our collective dominant frequency. Mm-hmm. And so there are different probable realities out there for earth just like there's different probable realities out there for us personally yeah right so it's not really important what's going to happen it's like um knowing that we have the power to create it exactly exactly yeah so when i do work with women it's really going deeper and saying okay this is what's really going on which is why i do have the program and and sometimes it's you know you work through the program and then you can work with me so that you get some foundation because otherwise, people, you know, it's like, well, what's going on? Well, have you done the work? Have you done the personal work? Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people, they don't want to do the work, unfortunately. But if you don't do the work, you just keep coming back to same, same cycles. and Absolutely, especially when it comes to accountability, like uh, forgiveness, like blaming others for how you can't feel good. Some mm-hmm. people, you know, they can talk the talk, but walking the walk is not always that easy because it's like, 
but if I forgive them, then it, does that say that I'm, you know, like if I let them off the hook, then am I a terrible person? But uh, yeah. And so, yeah, there, there is that. Mm. And forgiveness is one of those, those difficult ones, but you know, it's like for giving, it's something you give. It's a gift that you give yourself Absolutely. and you give someone else. It's not just giving well, them. According to, um, you know, what we've spoken about today and what Seth or Setha has said, you not only give yourself, you give everyone. So as you lighten your own frequency, you're giving that to the world. Yeah. Yes. We're all, we're all one. So. Oh, Bernadette, yeah. it's been such a joy <laughs> to speak to you today. I've, I've had fun. I've had a great time. Any last uh, thing yeah. you'd like to share with people before we wrap it up? Um, just, you know, if you are on social media, I just hope people, you know, look me up. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and I'm online. My books are all online. No, and you've I got, don't mind people you, contacting me. You've got a few websites. What website would you like people like on the YouTube? What website would you like to sort of promote during this? People can find the basic stuff about me at BurnettSherman.com. From there, they can, you know, whatever floats their boat. But BurnettSherman.com is a great starting point for. Because you've got Spirit Speaks with your mum. Yes. And, and now you're on, um, you've got your own show on, what's TV network is that? The it's Awake, Awake TV. AwakeTVnetwork.com. And that's Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. And okay. it's Queen Talk with Burnett. And I'm excited about that because. Is this a new all thing? Things Queen. It is. So the first episode aired this past Sunday. Okay. And it's weekly. And uh, it's, it's going to be fun. So I'll have so guests talking- on. To women, it's about like sounds like women's empowerment, freeing their inner queen. It is, yeah, yeah. It's it is. It's queen talk. It's like leveling up in all areas of your life, from relationships and health and wellness and family and career, whatever will help us elevate. Because I really believe when women are doing well by mind, body, and spirit, everything we touch is going to do so much better. And we touch as women, we touch a lot. Right. We, we're everywhere. <laughs> so if, if we're doing well, the world, the planet is going to do well. Beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. So please, yeah. Thank you so Join much. Join me there. Thank you I so appreciate much. this, car, and This has been fun and fabulous. Fun and fabulous. <laughs> it's fun and fabulous. <laughs> and I'm trying to have more fun. And that's one of the things I'm like, I can't do it all. Like I, I had to like step back from doing some acting because it takes a lot of time. And right. like, but there are things that I can do and I can blend into my life. And so I am whenever I can. Yeah. So I gotta be well, creative. I'd love to check in with you again, maybe next year and see, you know, see what's going on. Lots see what's things. new. Yeah. See what's new. Lots <laughs> of things going on. And see <laughs> so, if I listened and, to um, Seth. <laughs> and maybe meet your mom too. Maybe we'll get your mom on as well. Oh, that would be, that would be great. That would be great. That, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be very hard to do. I'm sure we could definitely pull that off yeah that would be fun big love to you thank you so much Karen I appreciate it and thank you everyone who watched this (laughs) what do you think of Burnett isn't she gorgeous as usual we turned off the recording and uh, we chatted about so many things because it's late over there she um, she wanted to do the recording after she you know put the kids to bed and made dinner for everybody so 
we started late, which was kind of nice for me. I had the morning off. So we didn't start recording until one o'clock here. So I answered a million emails, but <laughs> more to come. But uh, yes, we talked about spirit attachment and astral realms of earth and vibrational spheres. And, and I said, such a shame we didn't have a recording on, but I'm going to get it back on the show next year. And we can go into all those sorts of things. If you're interested, let me know. But yeah, I'm a woman on a mission. She's up to so many things, but I loved that channeling of Seth. I just loved it. Just loved it, loved it, loved it. Anyway, what do you think? Ah, uh, yes, coming up. Where, where, uh, what's coming up? What's coming up? Oh, a few things coming up. I can never remember who's coming up. I have to look at the diary. Um, Courtney Beck, yeah, channeling, channeling uh, for the Inner Sanctum in December in a couple of weeks and about two or three weeks three weeks uh depending on when you're listening to this this is uh, we're the 20 uh first of november today but this will come out probably in a, it'll be in about two weeks yeah so um yeah and a few other people coming up for the show i haven't got too much to say today <laughs> i'm gonna go and have a cup of tea but i hope you enjoyed the show let me know in your comments and please like and subscribe and all that great stuff and uh join our newsletter for updates and um I'll see you again soon. Big love. Bye for now.